Welcome to the Boys Cast with Ryan Long. If you're listening to this podcast with a mask on, you should be ashamed of yourself. Juke, honestly, you know, I know that girls aren't supposed to listen, but more importantly, if you're, if you're listening to this and you have a mask on right now, walk to the mirror, look at yourself and be like, you're not a man. This Milo, she's not even a man. It's all, masks are over. That's done. I'll tell you what, things are getting a little back to normal. This is how fast the news cycles move in this country. I literally saw uh, some chick I know that's pretty famous posting, I think I'm going to overdose on banana bread. And I'm like, back to original programming. Six months of literally, if you don't post, you're a fucking racist. Like literally seven, ten posts a day about, you know, Black Lives Matter and how protesting and her out there with the buildings burning. And then she's back to banana bread recipes. That's literally, does it not feel, I remember a week ago, literally thinking, man, this fucking shit's tense. That was, I think Friday. And then I, w- I was posting a video Monday and I was like, I not feel that tense anymore. Things light up. Th- these news cycles move so fucking quick. The junk boys are, <laughs> the junk boys are still at, uh, at the, up to their old tricks. Cause uh, you guys have, I've, I've been keeping you up to date of what the junk sellers have been doing outside of my house. But a pretty funny one is the one guy, you know how the protesters are all about having their dick sucked all NYPD suck my dick. There's a, there's one junk boy. He's really big on telling ladies that are walking by. Yeah. You care about black lives lady, bitch. You care about black lives matter, bitch. Well, it suck my dick, suck my dick. And then one of the other junk boys walked by and he's like, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's good? Goes, oh, you'll suck my dick. He's been really big. That's been one of the big themes of Black Lives Matter is protesters want their dick sucked by the NYPD. You started with the NYPD. Now they just want their dick sucked by anyone. Um, you know, most importantly, what a time for me to move to America. You know, move to America to do stand-up comedy. Live my dream of being a stand-up comedian. And then stand-up was canceled. We got a fucking curfew. And they were actually pretty serious about the curfew. Because when they said, you know, when they're first like, you got a curfew, I'm like, you know, you have a better chance of literally sucking the junk boy's dick while his boy double teams you and then getting a paid a million dollars for it than me obeying this curfew. And then they're like, no, we're actually like pretty much legit arresting people that don't obey the curfew. And even more importantly than that, we're closing up Uber is like we're closing up everything. So I was just like, well, I guess we're fucking curfew boys now. The Canadian dollars tanking. Luckily, I got most of my money out there and the fucking stock market's doing okay. I feel like I'm living in a simulation. Sometimes you can't help but happening. It's t- you know how girls are always like their problems or it's happening to me. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not raining. No, no, no. It rained on me. Can you believe it? I went outside and the rain was pouring down on me. Can you believe this happened to me? That's how a little bit I feel. You're like, all right, I'm in the fucking Truman Show right now. A few of the things happen too where I'm just like, Literally, if this was a simulation, you ever, you know how you could walk by someone on the street and if someone said like, hey, top of the morning to you, something you're like, oh, I don't normally hear people say that. And then you walk by a second later, someone's like, top of the morning to you. Then the third guy's like, top of the morning to you. He's like, what's going on here? I had five people in one day say to me, literally, it might have been over the course of a couple of days, but five people, different people said to me, whether it was through text or phone, they go, yeah, the masks. I saw two people driving in the ca- in the same car with their mask on. I'm like, what's up with that? Like the exact same wording. What's up with that? They're driving driving in their car together. And like, yeah, no shit. Obviously ridiculous. I mean, masks are ridiculous, period. But if you're driving in a car with someone, you know, especially if you're like friends or, or driving the car by yourself and you have a mask on, like obviously that's ridiculous. But the interesting part was that two or five different people said that to me in the same like little span. I was like, it really feels like they're running out of characters because there's about 10 different character NPC characters and they're all saying the exact same thing to you. It feels like a fucking simulation. I'll tell you that much. Well, one of the takeaways from this whole movement, it should probably be that white people are fucking insane. I don't know if you've been watching, uh, you know, you know, Nancy Pelosi's out there with her fucking African robes out there. There's all these people making videos. I've seen like five videos of people crying like, I'm so fucking sorry. And my fucking friend who's like a black comedian that's very funny, he must send me the message. He's like, dude, black people just think you're a bitch. Like black people, you know, the odd guy who's like Mr. Fucking, you know, woke guy. But most black guys look at that shit and they're like, you're a bitch. You know, no one's fucking into that. Justin Trudeau, the Canadian prime minister, was really huge into that stuff. He was, he literally would, he would do a protest to the natives and he'd wear a headdress and he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they called him Mr. Dress Up. He went to India and he had his whole family dressed in like the Indian garb and they're like eating curry. He's at the women's march. He's got like a pair of fake tits on and a big wig. He talks to Jamaicans. He's got the Rasta cap on. Like who thinks this cool? Who thinks this is cool? Is there any black people that are like, you know, that's a little weird for him not to wear our native clothing. He's not even have a headdress on. He says he cares about native people, but he doesn't have a headdress on. Who, who care, wants that pandering? Corporations have sunk their teeth into this thing so fucking fast, which I'm going to talk a bit about today. We're about five days away from the, like, new Nike fucking ride batons. Reebok has just released its new rioting balaclava. Hey, do you have, are you looking for the perfect sign? Staples has got you covered. Pre-written signs that say no justice, no peace. Uh, one of the favorite things that I forgot to mention last week is uh, because I went to another uh, protest where I'm going to talk about a bit more, but is that uh, they say no justice, no peace, and I was like really having a laugh saying no fat chicks, no beasts. (laughs) Okay, so... I had another fucking pretty viral video this week, which had like, you know, three or four hundred thousand views, which, by the way, one of the things I always say is there's it's always day two. Some retard posts it fucking uh, Megan McCain from The View reposted my video and then all her dumbass boomer fans came to me, came posting and they're like, oh, a journalist shouldn't be saying this. And if you haven't watched the video, go watch it because I'm going to talk about it and it's a minute and a half to watch. But I wanted to respond to a couple different things because. The biggest thing a lot of people were saying when I made that video, and I'm pointing out the fucking how much the media lies, because it's, it's out of control. You literally have the who came out this week and they were like the fucking dumbass World Health Organization, the world fucking whore organization spelled with an H. They don't even deserve the W. They said, uh, you know, that it turns out that it can't spread between asymptomatic people. That's the whole premise for the lockdown. Your whole premise for the lockdown was this. The same way that they, they had two premises for the lockdown. They're like, one, the normal people can spread it even if they don't have it. Two, that uh, they were not going to have enough hospital beds. None have been true. They're all fucking liars. And then so I made this video and a lot of people, they go, uh, you don't see the difference between protesting injustice and going for a family gathering. I go, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. It's irrelevant. The point is that someone's lying. You don't get to say like they're lying. And my point is they're lying. You're like, well, it doesn't matter if they're lying. Injustice. So what? You get to fucking lie to me now. That's not how you get anything done is by lying to everyone. You were either Corona was a huge deal now then and you're murdering old people or and it's not or you're murdering old people now. Either one. If you want to say, listen, protests are important. And if a few old people got to die because of Corona, that's what's got to happen. That's fine if that's your stance. But you don't get to lie and say before it was a big deal and now it's not. I don't think it was a big deal, but they said it was. And when I say it's not a big deal, obviously it's obviously it's a virus and people are dying. I don't think it's not true. I think it was overblown by maybe one of the biggest factors I've ever seen in the history of my life. And you also don't get to determine what people find important. Yes, I know this is an important issue. And to a lot of people, it's a very important issue. But I'm sure that someone whose fucking mom just died and they want to have a funeral and they couldn't, that was an important issue to them. By the way, solid excuse to not go to a funeral. How good would that be if like your fucking wife's cousin died and you're gonna have to like take time off work to go to some funeral in like three towns over. So it's like three hours away. And then now because of Corona, you get to skip that. That's that's one scenario you'd be like, thanks, Corona. Pretty fucking sick. Uh, to be honest, I'm a, I thought this issue had a little bit of hope of one that could everyone's could sort of agree on to some degree to be like yeah there's excessive force by the police department we need to do something about that but it has turned into fucking right versus left faster than i could blink my fucking eyes you know you're either we have zero police every single policeman's the fucking evilest person in the world or you're just straight up bootlicker like no 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 no. i don't want the nyp to suck my dick i would like to suck their dicks you know white people on one side are fucking bowing down crying like i'm so sorry black people and then the other people are like you know showing up like can i i'm just here to rinse all the police's cocks because by the way bootlicker is a best term you know how like Trump always fucking kills people with nicknames the one reason why it's not good to be pro-cop is because you've been called a bootlicker a good nickname can be a good nickname can make almost anything unappealing to be 
And the reason why I think this thing's got so fucking polarized, even though it was something that we probably could have agreed with, is that because woke stuff just had to clump way too many causes in, and then now we're not talking about one thing, we're talking about 40 things, and everyone has to accept the whole fucking clump of things. That's what's going on. You know, so, you know, intersectionality is literally all lives matter for woke people. Because, you know, you people will say all, black lives matter, and they go, all lives matter, and they go, well, you know, we're talking about the black part right now. And then in the same breath, they'll say, trans lives matter, at the fucking sign and you'll be like and, and I talked about this in my last podcast and the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because I got so many people commenting I go you know making fun of how they're fucking have trans lives matter and women's li- all this nonsense and they go well if you were if you were if you weren't stupid you'd realize the trans lives do matter because there's black trans people that are dying well then police lives matter why don't I have a police lives matter sign why don't I have a hockey players lives matter sign can I have a hockey players lives matter sign at the at the black power march why not I'll tell you why you can have a trans lives matter matter mark power trans lives matter sign at the blm march and not a hockey players lives matter even though there's very few black people (laughs) there's two black people in hockey so that should count the reason why is because that's not part of the bundle of causes that you're trying to squeak in it's literally your all lives matter and that's what's going on here it's like they argue like chicks too so these people you'll say that and you'll be like what what's you know here's a logical reason you just said your argument is because there's black trans people okay well then why can't i have a sign that says male man's lives matter at the black bar would you not think that was weird there's black mailman and they'd go I don't, and then just start arguing about something else they all argue like chicks when you when you bring any logic they just move on to the next point this is what they should be asking for now this is what i think this is what should they be asking for should be like loosen the unions the no strangulation the body cams might help and prison reform like if you actually want to stick to real issues the, like america has these entire prison people shouldn't be in jail for weed they should let them out guys in jail for a fucking doob and it's basically legal right now. Of course, those are things that are ridiculous. What, and so, what you shouldn't be trying to do right now is police speech, talking about trans people, asking people to be fired for said the wrong thing. It's You know what it is? It's like when Bernie Sanders, remember when Bernie Sanders was giving his speech and he's all like, you know, socialism's great or whatever the fuck he's rambling on about. And then the the two chicks grabbed his mic and they're like, we actually need Bernie to care about women. And, and Bernie Sanders is like, okay, that's what's happening right now. There was an actual cause and then everyone jumped in front. They dove in front of it like, no. And they blocked that out of the way. And they're like, we need more trans washrooms. We're taking statues down. You know what it's like? This is what it feels like to me. There's a husband that's beating his wife. Let's say that's the analogy. There's a husband that's beating his wife, and, and, and it's not a normal scenario because the husband can't just leave the wife. You know, normally you just be like, well, yeah, you got to leave this guy. But in, the, you know, but in this scenario, maybe they're like a, a Muslim couple or a super Christian. They're like, we're not getting married. Because in this, in this scenario, people can't just se- separate into their fucking race jail politics the way that people with, of the fucking in the media class want people to. So the wife's, so they're talking to the therapist, and the big problem is he beats him. It's like, is, we're not staying together if he beats me, if he beats me, I'm going to fucking have to kill him. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I have to leave the Muslim faith. If that makes me to go to hell forever in the eyes of the great one, Allah, the great one and Wayne Gretzky also share the the title Allah. They're the great one. They're both the great one. Listen, Allah, no respect to you. No respect to Gretzky. You guys are both the great ones. And listen, and you're saying that I need him to stop beating me. And then the therapist is like, all right, let's talk about that. You're like, ooh, also I would like pie on Tuesdays. That's what's happening. You're like, ooh, also we want pie on Tuesdays. Now, it's like no one's read a negotiating book in the history of the world of like, and they go, well, it doesn't matter. We should have this and this and this. It's like, it's not about, you know, the, things don't always work about what should. It's like when you're talking about when someone's like, you know, I should get, you know, someone's in show business and they're like, I should be on this and I should be on this. It's like, well, you get what you negotiate and you don't negotiate by saying, by making a demand that people can't accept to. You ask people to accept that that the police brutality is wrong. And they're like, yes. Also, you should accept that. Whoa, come on. And then, and we have 10 more things. So this is your, you know, if you ever read 48 laws of power, it's not, not saying you need to listen to every tenant, but one of the main ones is don't go past your goal. If you have a goal, don't go past it. Set your goal and actually stick to it. It's like with this, you know, this is how gamblers all get fucked up. This is how people in the stock market, they all get greedy. So, and this is what, you you know, probably the best way to describe the like progressive, like new school hole in your face thing. The same thing happened with Corona last month. They go, we want to make sure that the thing starts going down. And then it started doing, we want to make sure the thing stops rising. And then it stopped rising. And they're like, well, now we actually just want one case. It's like, well, now I'm never listening to you ever again. So if you want people to be on board with the 
cause. You can't be also like, yeah, and uh, what we want is to fix police brutality and anyone who's said anything, any racist jokes on the internet, we want them fired. For, whoa, 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 what? So the statues thing too. It's like, I was talking to people on both sides and like someone, I was talking to a fucking chick and I was like, well, why don't we just, what would happen if you took the statues down and put them in a museum? I know a lot of people have proposed that and she was like, they don't want them in a museum, they want them gone and I was like, well, you just explained why this is going to be a very difficult position to negotiate because no, neither side is willing to make any sacrifices. These people, this is an ideological battle and you're focusing on what's right or it doesn't matter what's right or wrong. It's like literally, you're an actor and, and this guy's in famous movies and you're like, I'm a better actor than him and you're telling I'm better though and you're like, it doesn't matter. He's friends with the director. This is about positioning. So I would, this is what I would do if I was the lawyer. If I was, you know, uh, Ryan Berkowitz, I'm the lawyer. I would go to the, I would go to the left and I'd be like, listen. I would go to the right. I would go to the fucking right wing Texas states. I go, listen, these statues are probably coming down. That's probably just going to happen in the next fucking 10, 15 years. They, I don't see you winning this one. So why don't we do this? We get to take them, put them in a museum. And then, you know, it's like lots of other things. There's lots of other statues of lots of other historical figures in a museum. We won't make a big show of it. We won't tear them down in front of the media. So you have to take this as a loss. And you kind of get to look like the good guy that you gave up something. And, then, you know, I think I could sell that. And then I go to the, I go to the fucking woke people. And I would go, listen. So th what's going to happen is they don't want to have this big in-their-face display where you, you know, uh, smash the statues then dance around them. Because they, they've, they, that's going to make them feel stupid. So what should happen is they're going to say, instead of you fighting for the next 10 years and fighting this battle always, what'll happen was they're going to agree to put them in the museum. And if you're like, well, we don't want the museum. And you can say, listen, there's literally Hitler museums. There's Genghis Khan. Like if, if we destroyed every artifact of every famous figure in history, there'd just be no museums and stuff like that. Cause that's just what it is. Can we agree on that? Okay. Okay. But no, there's no budging. No one wants to budge. This is a married couple and they're bringing up friggin' pies when you're talking about the husband beating the wife. Now, the same reason why you have to agree the, you, know, you have to live by your own rules. So people say, you know, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be able to be beaten to death for, you shouldn't be able to be strangled to death for having a counterfeit bill. Yeah, no shit. And you also shouldn't be fired from your job and excommunicated from civilization for making a joke in 2001. I, we, I mean, we gotta, we gotta go both of these things. So if you're a protest guy, if that's your whole thing, I don't want to hear another peep about stay at home. You know, you're, you, 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 you're allowed to do this, but you're not allowed to say stay at home anymore. Corona's over. If you're fucking, if you're supporting the protest, Corona's over. I don't want to hear a peep about microaggressions. I don't want to hear a fucking peep about any intersectionality because you're hurting your cause. You know, there, there's a very clear agenda here. And if you can't commit to it, it's because you don't give a shit. It's because you're trying to shoehorn your stuff in there. You know, they want to talk about feelings, right? It's kind of like, listen, it's the girlfriend saying to you, you know, I don't, I'm just not happy. I don't like the way you feel. And you're like, all right, well, you know, what, what do you think I could do? And you're like, I don't know. It's like, it's not up to me for edu up, to, up to me to educate you on how to be a good boyfriend. You're like, okay, well, good luck with that. You know, I can stay fine, but good luck with that. Certain people are fucking one track minded. They don't they don't like hyperbolic emotional sentiments that leave you guessing what you're supposed to do. It's like we want this, this and this. OK, fine. And then but if a girl's like, you know, I, I want to be taken out more and you're like, OK, and then you take her out more. She's like, nah, that still didn't do it. And she's like, um, I want you to not hang out with this guy. OK, I guess I'll do that now. And, this, and then I also think that you need to fucking fuck me more. Give me that good dick. And you're like, OK, you're some good dick. And then she's like, I don't know. I just don't feel you look. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Eventually, at some point, you're like, listen, we're, we're men are stupid in a lot of ways. We're not these. I'm not. No one's a mind reader. So this idea of like, it's not up to us to educate you. Fine. But good luck with that. That's all I'm saying. And the amount that people don't understand whether people say, you know, I was talking to this other chick that's a comedian because she was kind of messing with my videos. And she's like, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from because she doesn't. She you know she wants she like generally wants to understand the side and she's like well I just don't understand who doesn't agree with defund the police like isn't that just something everyone agrees with I go Tucker Carlson ran a segment last night called De why defunding the police is stupid literally last night the biggest broadcaster in the fucking country literally you're like who would have that position How the biggest broadcaster in the country did a segment on that which by the way another funny thing about these the Tucker Carlson and all these journalists which they're fucking out of control they go is Tucker Carlson and he goes, he, he you know, and he, he listen, he, he, he can be good sometimes, but he goes, he says, um, he does a lot of this where he says, 
the media he'll talk about the media uh, like in the media and stuff like that like he's not part of it he's talking about uh how it's like racist against white people to be racist and we're fighting i don't know whatever whatever fucking bullshit he's talking about and then he goes um He's literally like, you know, and then the cop, the cop killed this person, but the media never talks about that. And it's not about the point, but he goes, you never hear the media talk about that. I'm like, you're the media. <laughs> you're literally, you're, you're the biggest broadcaster in the fucking country, if not the world. And she's like, you never hear, you never hear the media talk about that. It's like literally like, like fucking Dave Chappelle going up and being like, you know, Black Lives Matter, but you never hear comedians talk about that, do you? You're like, I mean, you're the biggest comedian and you're talking about it. CNN does that too. They'll be like... Yeah, well, you never hear a peep about that. You're like, well, this is the peep. <laughs> like, you're the, like, you're saying this today. Now, every fucking right wing publication is going to say it tomorrow because you said it. You're the fucking media, dude. <laughs> Anyways, these media people are all fucking full of liars. The, the CNN guy, there was literally a video of him saying it's peaceful protesters and uh, <laughs> he's standing in front of a burning building. The building's burning down, and he's like, honestly, it's very peaceful out here, so I'm getting punched in the face. I have a fucking uh, idea for a video of a of a, of a photographer that uh, that um, that sells footage to both Fox and and uh, CNN. So he's like, he's kind of like a uh, kind of like a native, and that he uses every part of the Buffalo. He gets to sell the 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 cops being addictive to uh, CNN, and he gets to sell the protesters being addictive to Fox News. It's the perfect racket. But my moral is, <laughs> but the point is, you got to get rid of the ceremonial things. You've got to stick to real things if you want to get anything done. And that's what separates people that are successful from people that aren't successful. It's like, what's your goal? What's your day plan even? If you're waking up in the morning, what are you going to get accomplished today? Are you going to sort of do like a little bit of this, a little bit of this? Or what are you going to do? What are you going to, are you going to accomplish your actual thing you want to do? In life, if you look at, you know, who, who gets things done, like people don't say like, oh, I kind of want to be a comedian. I kind of want to this, like focus on a thing and you'll get it done. It's just, it's just one-on-one of getting anything done. You know, every president kind of gets one agenda that they pick and hopefully even then they have trouble getting it done, let alone like 50 different things. You know, so if a lot of these things to me are even with the cops seem kind of ceremonial where they say we want cop psych tests more often. And you're like, I guess, but it just seems like a thing you're saying, like, what the hell would that do? Like every year, a cop goes to, I just has to go in and act not crazy. Like what cops going to go in there and they're like, so how's cops, go, how's being a cop? And you're like, it'd be better if I could kill more blacks. And you'd be like, all right, well <laughs> you're fired. You go, fuck, I couldn't hold it in. Like what cop can't hold it together for a 20 minute interview with a psychologist. They would just be like how the firefighters had to pass the, you know, how every, you know, there's this thing of like firefighters are so hot and you're like, really? It was, it's three firefighters that passed the test, you know, this year that are all kind of like in good shape. And then 45 guys with mustaches that are 40 pounds overweight. That's what, that's what a fire hall actually looks like. 50 year old guys that passed the fitness test 15 years ago. So the problem with all this stuff is it just ends up becoming the same thing where it becomes another thing for fucking Nike and Pepsi and Vice magazine to be like protesting sick, yo. And that's all that's happened right now. So what I wanted to talk about was literally Vice magazine. This is this is how, you know, how ridiculous it's got. Vice has written articles, two, two or three different ones. So it's like they wrote the first one and they're like, hey, just, just run that piece again. So I found a few different ones and the articles are how to protest, how to be a sick protester. And it's like, what to bring, bring snacks, all this kind of stuff. And these are real articles. And honestly, some of my satire characters couldn't have said as ridiculous stuff as uh, you've seen in these articles. So you're going to see what the fucking, the whole, the whole vibe of it is very like, Hey, kids, are you egging houses? Like your mom coming down like, kids, are you egging houses? Okay, I bought some eggs. Now, don't forget, when you're egging the houses, and then you're just like, well, I guess I don't want to egg any houses anymore because this doesn't seem very fun. It's, the, it's, a, it's a mosh pit where everyone has helmets on. It's this, corp, it's this gross fucking <laughs> corporatized version where Nike's like the fucking cool protester. So this is a vice guide to protesting for students. And I'm not kidding you. Here's the opening line. Don't get pepper sprayed. Don't get arrested. Do remember to have fun, though. That's the opening line. The first one's a British vice, by the way. Despite the British government's best efforts to turn peaceful protest into terrorist activity, who's turning peaceful? Who, who's on the news in, like, uh, if you want to talk about straw men, who's on the news right now looking at peaceful protesters and being like, it's fucking Al-Qaeda in America? The people holding signs. You can just about get away with holding a placard here without the looming threat of a lifetime in prison. Hey, kids, you looking for a life a lifetime in prison? This is Vice telling you, like, by the way, like, 
this is pretty dangerous. They're, I know you're just going out there and holding a sign, but you're about to go for a lifetime of prison and get, you're going to get raped for eternity for holding that sign. So just so you know, do. So it's a do's and don'ts. Do. Scrawl a phone number for your lawyer under your arm in permanent marker in case the printout goes missing. It might prove invaluable if it all kicks off. Now, if there's any more of an indication that this is for upper class, like white Jewish kids, who's walking to the protest? Can you imagine you go to a protest with your buddies, with your protest squad, your internet protest group fighting the man? What's on your arm? It's my lawyer. My lawyer, uh, David Steinberg Steinberg. That's, I, have his, I have my number on my arm in case I get called. Who has a lawyer? Who? What 12-year-old has a lawyer? It's that character from South Park, fucking Kyle Brovlosky's cousin. He's a lawyer? Listen, if I was at anything that remotely resembled a protest and anyone I know showed up with a fucking a phone number of their lawyer on their arm, that'd be funny for a girl to show up. <laughs> like a girl who's like super into me too. She shows up to your arm and you're like, what's that? She's like, just if, if sex gets like any sort of out of hand, I have my lawyer's number on my arm. You'd be like, yeah, I don't know about that. But okay, so this, that's your first do. And then your second do. Do bring a portable speaker to fucking rock out, dog. Take some pictures. Make friends with other like-minded people. Skipping class. You're skipping class now. Woo-hoo. Make friends. You know, protests are here to make friends. Like, yo, you hate the government? Yo, the government fucking sucks. Yo, I love I hate, love people who hate the government. Yo, what do you... I know This is crazy, but what do you think about we meet up next week and just sort of like hate the government, maybe smoke some weed and hate the government? Ultimately... Standing outside a building and walking from A to B can be quite boring and mundane tasks. You know, listen, it can sometimes be boring changing the world, even if you're doing them for a good cause. So find ways to lighten the mood and pass the time. 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. You got to figure out ways to count the time. You know what you should do is count police batons in your head. One, two... (laughs) (sighs) Find ways to lighten the mood and pass the time. Yes, protests are a serious thing with serious aims, but they're also a good chance to have a laugh. Good chances to have a laugh. Let me tell you, I was at this protest and I was trying to have a laugh. The one I went to this week, (laughs) you know, I'm pretty... I'm pretty on the fucking going to the New York things, mainly so I could talk about it here. But there was... um, the this one that I went to, they were not into people having a laugh. Like I was literally with some friends, and if I if like I was like whispering stuff to a few friends, and like four people were looking at me like I was in the library. Like shh, felt like I was at a funeral. And that also they do this thing where they want you to do a minute of silence. So I just tried to like uh, get out because I didn't want to, but they kind of like didn't get out in time. So I had to sit down and do the minute of silence. And it was I I can't do yoga. I'm not into it. I can't sit cross legged. It's it's a nightmare. Like if I'm sitting there for if I was sitting cross legged for two. 20 seconds. I'm literally in hell. I'm in hell. Weird Alan. I have UHF. But so they made me sit there and you had to, you had to kneel down and sort of do that for like a minute and a half or two minutes or whatever it was. I was in hell. And then eventually I just got up and like walked away and literally everyone was looking at me like you might as well have killed George Floyd yourself with that attitude. It's good time to have a laugh. Well, I'll tell you what. They didn't feel like having a laugh. But Vice Magazine, you imagine you went there with Vice's, Vice's hot tips. And you go there and you're joining. You're at, you're at the Vice protest and you're like, you know, to your fellow comrades, you whisper in his ear and you're like, a black guy, a Jew, and a fucking brown. Black guy, a Jew, and an Indian walk in the bar. And then he's like, what did you say? You're like, I'm Vice. I thought it's, if I, I'm sorry. I thought it was time to have a laugh. Don't. Get in a fight with the police officer if you can avoid it. I can, I can, I get that they're annoying. This is, you're talking about people that are in high school right now. I mean, listen, I get that the police are annoying, but don't challenge them to a duel. What, 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 what sick 15 year old is walking up to a group of police and cold clocking them to get, how do you get in a fight with the police? It's one thing to be like, listen, once you're, once the looting starts, you know, avoid the police, but like, don't get into a fight with them. What are you going to, how are you going to get in a fight with them? He walks by, you shoulder him. You tell his girlfriend, I fucked your girlfriend. What are you going to do to get in a fight with them? Do spend some time making your sign to carry with you. As long as you don't opt for something weird and embarrassing. Oh my G. Can you imagine a world where you show up with the with the, <laughs> the embarrassing sign? You show up to the George Floyd protest with the wrong sign, like, you know, globe, stop global warming. And everyone's like, 
hey, why do you have that? And you're like, this is so fucking embarrassing. I just Googled protest sign and copied them. I am so sorry. You tried to use your sign from the feminist march, and now you're standing there, and everyone's looking at you while they're protesting for George Floyd, and you're the guy with egg on your face, standing there with a sign that says, this pussy grabs back. The embarrassment. Signs, they say wooden sticks and thin cards. Yeah, we know what it is. Can also be used as a defense mechanism. Yeah, this is a 15-year-old. You can fight the police with your Bristol board. Don't. So this is a don't. Join in with the drum circle. Do not. Do not. Do not. I promise you, it will only encourage them. See a drum circle? Stay away. You've been warned. Now, I guess what they're saying is in the Vice, ma- Vice magazine hates the drum circles, but allegedly what happens is the, the drum circles take away from the chants, so they have a little bit of a war with the hippie protesters and the militant protesters. So they're, <laughs> and you're like, guys, I can't, so I'm so sorry, and you're just slowly drifting away to the drum circle, and you're like, guys, we don't, none of us are going in the drum circle, okay? Okay, packed. Oh, no drum circle. And then your friends walk by, and they see you, boy, boy, and they're like, what the fuck? You're like, I'm, i Listen, I couldn't stop. When I see a drum circle, I'm like Winnie the Pooh smelling honey. I don't have a chance. I can't stand a chance. George Floyd, what did I tell you? I'm I'm sorry. Give me my sign. This pussy grabs back. Make sure you bring some flares or smoke grenades to let off en route. Yeah, this uh, no one's bringing flares. This is a 15-year-old. They're bringing flares now? What are you talking about? They serve little practical value whatsoever, but they're great for creating the vibe slash dramatic effect. Now, this is one of those sentences where it's just about as good as it gets. It's creating the vibe. Now, you know, what do you have those, uh, what do you have a grenade for? You have a smoke grenade. What's that for? For the vibe, man. You have a, a flare, you're standing there. Okay, we all agree. No drum circle. We got our sign. This pussy grabs back. Fuck. Okay, you can just share my sign. Okay, I'm sorry. Now, why did you just light off a fucking flare? The vibe, man. Also, I brought a black light poster and a fucking lava lamp. I'm trying to create the vibe, man. Do. Make sure you pack all the essentials. Food, a refillable water bottle, a portable phone charger, extra layers, and toilet paper, too. Having to run to Tesco to buy a bottle of Evian means you might end up losing your spot in the march. Can you imagine losing your spot in the march? And then you gotta be the guy from Wayne's World, crushing to the front. Excuse me, excuse me, I'd like to get by. I'd really like to be at the front of the march. I went to the drum circle and I got lost. It's not a concert. They're talking, they're literally talking about it like it's a concert. I don't know how you don't think this hurts your movement by essentially encouraging grifters that don't give a shit about the thing to go. It's like a party. It's a concert, man. Remember what you saw arcade fire last week? This will be like this. If you want people to give a shit, tell them about the thing. But it's like the, the let's be an activist first. And what's the cause? It doesn't matter. Oh, I can't wait for there to be a protest this week. What's it about? It doesn't matter because that's how you get people just there. there just protesting for the sake of protesting. Like the whole like Antifa squad, they couldn't believe their luck when they found out there was a protest. They don't care what it's about. They could literally find out what are we protesting? We don't think that hot dog packs should come in packs of seven. Nice. Where's my sign? I don't care. Are we breaking shit? Can we tear gas someone? Do I brought my flare? They don't. They don't care. And this is why. Because when Nike's saying it's fucking cool to protest, man. When you when you corporatize protesting and make it like protesting sponsored by Smoothie King. Every protester, every third protester gets a free slice of Pizza Nova pie. It's like, how do you expect anyone to take this seriously when you watch this? You see an article being like, listen, just so you know, the cause doesn't matter. Go out and protest. All It's just about creating the vibe, man. And make sure, it's all about fun. Make some friends. It's a concert. Don't lose your spot. Who cares what the, the cause is? And then people are like, you don't even care. It's online. You go, listen, everyone that, that is against, like, all the fucking woke shit taking over, that's the thing they've been saying. Like, stop telling me what to think. You don't even care. You're posting a black square. You don't give a shit. A lot of these people are hypocrites and they're like, no, we're not. And you're like, well, here's your fucking leader literally listing off the things that people are saying about you. 
on Oops the Podcast. Join me, comedian Julio Gallerati, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Hold, don't hold back from posting all across social media. If enough people start sharing online, it's easy to get the posts trending and it won't be long before your message is reaching people across the world. Not that crazy. Activism is also very hot in 2019 and will do really good things for your hashtag personal brand. I wish I could make this up. I wish I could not say that why am I protesting? I got a list from Vice magazine that told me this will be sick for my personal brand. Like the number one criticism is like oh this person is just fucking doing it for the brand all the videos of the people there like getting their one photo getting back in their car and driving away and vice and you're like oh people are uh you know people are kind of mad because they're saying people don't actually care about the cause they're just protesting for your brand you're like Vice is like, Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know why they might think that maybe because you verbatim told them that's the reason they should do it. Activism is very hot in 2019. This is like what people that make fun of you say. Like if you were arguing with someone about your message, they'd be like, oh yeah, activism's so hot. And you're like, yeah, well, activism's so, ooh, okay. I wasn't expecting them to use that point against me. That's kind of, I, I thought that was a, I thought I was going to use that point of why we're right. Guys, oh yeah? Well, you don't think activism is good? Well, activism's hot and it's good for your personal brand. What do you have to say about that? I have to say that that's phony as shit and that should not be a reason for you to protest. Hashtag personal brand. If How can you, any, any reasonable person that's against police brutality think this is good for your cause? Silicon Valley's stance on this is not your friend. These people don't care about you. They don't care about your cause. Stop sharing their fucking stupid things. Citibank is not your friend. Delta Airlines is not your friends. Delta Airlines just stole $10,000 from every one of your fucking children and grandkids by in terms of a massive payout from the bank. And they've done it from the government and they've done it before and they're going to do it again. These are not your friends if you care about anything. Until these people realize this, how is anyone supposed to take this seriously? How am I supposed to take a protest seriously when it's sponsored by the people that are robbing people? It's sponsored by literally the people that are petitioning the government behind closed doors to steal your money from you. And that's another thing with the defund the police. It's like, you know what? On paper, there's something to be said about, you know, we want to take money away from this and put it into these other things. And I don't know. I don't know that much about it. I know that there's lies going on. Like they say, healthcare has actually gone down in years. And you're like, that's not true. You're straight up lying. But the problem is, is what I said originally about Bernie Sanders. One of my problems with him, he goes, we need to defund the military. And you go, everyone goes, yeah. And he goes, and spend that money. And I go, it's like a girlfriend. She goes, we need to stop spending money. And before they know it, they've already spent it. And I know how these things work. It's not like, well, okay, we need to take money from the police budget and then give it to, to more like social welfare problems. It's like, you know what's going to happen? In two years, those social welfare problems uh, programs will have more money. And then also the police budget will be back exactly where it is. There's no scenario. You know, even if this does happen, it's going to be completely ceremonial where there's like one year the budget goes down a little bit and then next year it'll be back right higher than it ever was. So that, the problem with it is that it's like there's you, you if you're going to have you don't get to just like have a system of like huge public government that's just growing nonstop. And then you're like, let's have this one thing, the police system, which is actually the part that's needed to enforce people's taxes and enforce all that. And we'll just shrink that one thing. So it's just an unrealistic thing in that sense, because if, if we have a big thing where public things are all funded hugely, they all grow their budgets every year. And you're like, let's have this one that the budget lowers. It might lower for a year it might lower for two years but if you don't change the culture of big government so and listen i have my own personal stance on that but i'm just talking from an arguing perspective it seems to me like that's what would happen now there's two different vice articles on that i'm sure i can find ten thousand more how to be a fucking activist now the best one is teen vogue who used to write how to get your crush to notice you said how to ethically film police misconduct what a world 
If you don't think you're living in bizarro world, you know, do you remember you remember when Teen Vogue was a list of like, you know, here's what what one direction's up to, Bieber's shirtless. And now here's how to film police misconduct. And whatever. It's just like if there's no if there's not any bigger of an indication with what Vice said with their own words that people are into activism because it's hot right now. The same reason canceling people and ruining their lives is hot right now. This is it. Teen Vogue. You know, I'll literally be listening to my like directing podcast right now and they'll do a segment on like how to get tear gas out of your eyes. And you're like, if this is not the hot thing, you're like, give me a break. All right. The most important thing to consider when filming the police interaction is safety. Your background, race, gender, and ethnicity, and so on, has a lot to do with this. So right out of the gate, like, just so you know, if you are, like, a brown woman filming this, you gotta be careful because they're out to get you. You are in danger at all times. I wouldn't even leave your house if you're not a white man, is what Teen Vogue thinks. Lock your phone with at least a six-digit passcode. Not just the touch ID, face ID, and pattern lock. The rights are a little murky when it comes to touch ID, face ID, or pattern lock, and courts have ruled both ways. So the safest is just to stick to a password and not have your face recognition software on your phone. Now, can you imagine being a 13-year-old reading Teen Vogue and you don't have a lock on your phone, and the reason is for when I'm filming police brutality, I don't want the police to be able to look in my phone. You'd be like, who are you? You are in grade nine. You're a 12-year-old. <laughs> hey, um, excuse me. Why are you wearing that shirt? Oh, for when the police start, when police riots, uh, when I'm walking home and the police start beating the shit out of me, I always wear a bulletproof vest. You're like, do you think you're living in Syria? What are you talking about? Are you in the middle of a, like a, a civil war in Iran in 1910? <laughs> the, the, the. The implication that a 12-year-old should design her life around the off chance, one in a million, you're going to stumble on some police brutality is just bonkers. It's like they want people to think they're living in a war zone. And man, does that feel cool to feel like you're living in a war zone? It's like, be honest with people. The, uh, the thing should be like, listen, like, you're probably not ever going to witness this. <laughs> like, again, there was, I, I don't know what the numbers are. It's still crazy high in America compared to other countries. But it's like, let's say we're talking about, you know, someone getting shot or whatever. They talk a lot about when the guy gets shot. It's like 100 people. So 100 people saw this out of 300 million. So the chances of you ever seeing this, anything like this, is, especially as a 13-year-old chick, is statistically impossible. So essentially it won't happen. But even don't use face, don't have your phone open with your face, type the password in every time on the one in uh, literally fucking two million chance that you stumble on something like that. And that math wasn't even right. It's higher. Now, ask yourself, if I wasn't here, what would I need to see? Uh, what would I need to understand? Are the officers wearing masks and gloves? Are they practicing social distancing? Ask yourself when you're filming a police beating the shit out of someone and strangling them to death. Ask yourself, is he practicing social distancing? Get your priorities straight, Teen Vogue. Teen Vogue's got, you know, if, if listen, if you if your priorities when you're watching a guy get strangled to death are are they practicing social distancing? I don't think you're cut out to be an in the field journalist. For police brutality, you know, it, you you just might not be a field journalist, a field cameraman. I'll tell you one side note about cameraman. I think it was, um, it might have been Terrence Howard, potentially, but I'm not 100% sure. It was one of those guys that did a lot of the inner city movies where he was like an inner city swim coach and then like an inner city, you know, basketball teacher, inner city dance teacher. There was like a whole genre of that movie, but it was one of those guys. Like, I think it was Terrence Howard, but I'm not sure. It was so long ago, but he was the hotshot camera guy. It's like, no one cares about camera guys. And he goes, so basically they're like, they needed to go film this piece. And they're like, there's only one guy that could do this. And he goes, you can't afford me. And it was the hotshot camera guy. And then he eventually got the footage for the news station. He comes back. He had all the ladies. He had all the money. He's like, everything you want. Chick guys want to be me and girls. Name one field journalist cameraman. He wasn't the journalist. It was it was just like, you know, the, the hotshot, like, fucking yarn manufacturer. It was just like such an obscure thing. Like, do you for sure this was a camera guy's first script he's like you know like cameraman we're obviously sex symbols so i'm just gonna write about write about that my life is a fucking hotshot sex symbol now 
Back to the article. If you know the person being targeted, don't allege anything about their criminal history and immigration status is on camera. Yet no shit. The police have now grabbed the illegal alien immigrant and they are dragging him into the thing. The man who is... They are now strangling the man who has a prior record of... Why would, you, why would they know that? Why would they say that? How on earth would they know that? Who, this is just, we're talking about teenagers. That, listen to Teen Vogue that are now field journalists for a war zone, essentially. They're pre- police brutality journalists. But... Why would they know? Are they hanging out with these guys? Are they hanging out with a bunch of guys with criminal records? Now, the police are grabbing the man with the criminal record. Why would they know that? What are you talking about? Hold your elbows tight into your body, just over your hips, like a natural tripod for your camera. This will save your arms from getting tired. You know, listen, you're filming a guy getting murdered and your arms are getting tired. My arms are tired. You're not cut out for this. You know, everyone doesn't have to be an on... (laughs) A field journalist. Everyone doesn't have to be a war zone journalist, Teen Vogue. It's just like, imagine being a 13-year-old chick right now and, and picking up this thing and you're like, you know, Mom, why why does Teen Vogue say that I need camera techniques for when I'm filming murders? Like, what are you talking about? If your arms are getting tired, listen, if you're the type of person that your arms get tired... And, and, and in, a, in a fight between the police and someone breaks out, run home to your mom. If you're, 13, if you're a 13-year-old girl and a police riot breaks out, run home to your mom. I think that's probably the best advice. I saw the best chant the other day. It said, it go, I, was on, uh, I saw it on a video, but there's a bunch of people that go, take it to the streets, fuck the police, now bounce that ass, no peace, and <laughs> bounce their ass in the protest. That's why everyone everyone should just leave it to black people. All this protesting, they they should be the ones. Just let them do the cool chance. Take it to the streets. Fuck the police now. Bans it ass. No peace. I, f- I feel like specific. You know, it's one thing when you're at fucking the uh, Wall Street protest and everyone's there, like just essentially getting pussy, and it's kind of like a white person activist protest. But the black, I feel like it's extra gross when it's like this white people nonsense. When it's about the black people chant, because it's like you know, it, it, if you actually want to fucking you know, talk about respecting their culture and all that stuff. It's like a fairly cool culture. It's a fairly masculine culture. Most of them hate this fucking woke nonsense. So it's like, is there anything more disrespectful than bringing your fucking nonsense? Like, oh my God, excuse me. I need to know the, excuse me. Um, was that shake that ass? Am I shaking my ass right? It's like, just let them do it. You're a 13 year old white chick. You're not ready for this. You ain't ready for this life. Now, that's enough of their stupid guides to protesting. These people can suck a dick. But let me give you the Ryan Long guide to arguing on the internet about protests. I would say, if I was to you arguing, because I'm seeing everyone lose friends, lose everyone, get in fights with everyone, and a lot of people are like, that's what has to happen, man. And I'm like, you know, that's how nothing get accomplished. That's how actually what happens, whether whatever your fucking cause is. But I think it's a good time to point out that you actually fucking agree on something. You know, and especially in two years, when, the, every, when they're against you on every single thing, you can be like you know listen i'm not the ideologue here i like you know i've when i when i disagreed with a point on this side i agree i'm not the person that's on one side 100 percent of the time because a lot of people say that and i'm the first one to be like you know this defense sitter and i can tell when people are just always avoiding saying something but there's there's a difference between always avoiding saying something and there's a difference between changing your position just because it suits you you know and it's a good time to point out that you were there for like be like listen i've been saying the fucking police need reform for two years you're just jumping on don't shame me and also use race statistics at your own peril i'm watching a lot of people throw and, and online let's say with your with your friends and there's a lot of statistics that obviously kind of break down the the narrative of you know whatever a lot of different things you know for this one for example it'd be like you might say you know some people point out they're like black Black women are 10 times less likely to be shot by the cops than a white man. And you're like, why is that? And they're like, well, that's probably because white men are in like crime situations more. And you're like, oh, the old in crime situations argument. Well, keep going. You know what I mean? So obviously there is some reasons why you want to. But the truth is the amount of people just on a personal level, the amount of people that have ruined their career from getting into race statistics. There's just a time and a place, you know, you might be with your buddy and you might be able to say like, listen, there's a, there's actually a lot of people being killed on both sides and this, and you might want to have that conversation, but 
on the online, the amount of people that have their Nobel prizes taken away, the amount of people that have lost their minds talking about race IQ issues. Like there every every year there's like a new guy that gets into race IQ and you're just like, "Listen, this is just if you've ever argued with a chick, it's like don't call her fat. There's certain things that the world's just not ready for." And I, I know that there's an idea of like, "Well, we have to be honest." Yeah, but there's a difference between, you know, I'm, I'm saying that sometimes people say that, like, you know, that some super fat chicks are, and I've kind of gone off on that, but, like, you know, there's a difference between being honest and going up to, like, a fat chick and being, like, you're a fat fuck, you know? There's a certain time and a certain time of place, and I'm just saying this is one of those issues that takes nuance and a better way to handle it instead of if, if someone's saying, you know... Uh, you know, the, this is a this is a black issue exclusively. And if you want to make the point that a lot of white people get killed by cops, you should just say, like, you know, yeah, I'm against, like, police brutality. And if they, you know, sort of make them realize that it's reasonable, they, someone might say, well, this one's about black people. And you'd be like, yeah, but, like, all police brutality is bad. And how could anyone disagree with that? They'd have to be like, no, I don't care. But so no one's saying that. So it's better to just present that argument in a way that people can agree with it instead of being like, actually, the white, because, you know, you see these people, um, people been like, well, actually, white people are killed more. It's like, yeah, bad too. I think we could both agree. But like, there's ways to argue and phrase people. Because, you know, one of the big things I'm harping on people on this fucking like woke side or whatever is they're bad at arguing because A, they don't know what they're saying. B, they don't know how to talk to people in a way that'll change their mind. C, they go past their mark. They don't ever uh, agree. They don't. They never will give up any of the things, and it's like hard to hard to negotiate with them because they become terrorists at that point. So I don't think you want to stoop to their level in arguing. I think, and I don't think that you want to be on the guy on the internet saying race race statistics of any sort. It just isn't a good. It's a fucking good look. <laughs> it's just not a good look to have those conversations. I mean, I don't think you should be fucking arguing on the internet. Period. But, anyways, okay. Now, before I continue, just a quick note. If you like the boys cast, take a screenshot, send it to a friend, tell a friend about the cast. If you want, subscribe to my Patreon. I got lots of other, lots of cool content on there. This week, I'm going to review Hannah Gatsby's new album. <laughs> Pretty fun. Anyways, if you want to support, fucking sick. If not, just tell a friend. That's all you have to do, which is very cool. Now, I actually got this question from someone that subscribes to my Patreon. They go, hey, would you mind telling me? Because you came from Canada and they're still in Canada. They go, what are some of the things you miss least about Canada? Now, I just want to say that if you think this woke stuff's bad in America, imagine Canada, but not having the same problems. So there's a lot of places, and, and this is bad, and this is happening here, but the re reason it's so much worse there is because the problems aren't the same. There isn't this crazy high rate of people getting killed by the cops. There is, so it's, they, they have the, all of the activism, if not more, you know, the prime minister every day, he's out there crying, the whole thing, but literally the problems are, are not even the same. Like, here's a perfect example. They go, the, the, you know, there's a big thing of like the black schools are underfunded and all this stuff. And they go, this is a big problem. We need to put more school. And in Canada, you see people posting these articles like black schools. <laughs> like we went to the same schools. We don't have we don't have black neighborhoods where it's all black people. Or what, like my school is like half and half. We all go to the same public schools. Most people don't go to private schools in Canada. Most people go to public schools. So everyone just kind of goes to the same schools. So it's like, what are you even talking about? So there's this huge, so a lot of these problems are just so appropriated to Canada that it's disgusting to watch. So instead of actually, you know, so instead of actually focusing on anything that's real, they have to make up problems and they have to make up issues. So like, for example, they go 31, this is an article that a big publication posted, 31 black female playwrights you just need to know. I need to know zero playwrights, period. Like, it's just so obvious that you just had to crank out articles about black people because like literally who knows a single playwright? Do you remember in Wayne's World where she gets him a gun rack? He goes, I don't own a gun, let alone many guns that would necessitate a gun rack. Second Wayne's World reference, same episode. But like, literally, it, it's just, you just pick a thing. Who knows any playwrights? You're a Canadian independent playwriter. Who would have ever heard of you? I haven't seen a play since 20 years. And, and then I, I saw the South Park play. That's it. 
And like, so it's, 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 they just pick a thing, a hundred black landscapers being ignored by the media. Like who knows any of these things? 35 black female anthropologist Hollywood doesn't want you to know about 30, 350 DMV employees. Fox news is silencing 450 Zimbabwe slam poets that haven't even won an Academy award. I need, I need to know zero improvers. I need to know zero playwrights. I don't care what your race or gender is. No one needs to know playwrights. I've never read a play. I never will read a play. Canadian independent playwright not getting enough media attention. Yeah, no shit. Mumbai, this is, and I'll just read one tiny little part of it, but like, her name's Mumbai Tenyabwi Otu. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. She takes her post as the new artistic director of the obsidian theater she'll be the third black woman after when Mengosh. i'm like i don't know how i'm supposed to read this like and tanashi tate to hold the top creative position at the toronto theater academy so she's the third like at some okay i get it when you're like this is the first black person to run the federal reserve <laughs> you know um his name is jamal steinberg but it's another thing when you're like this is the third you're like, this is the third. How, how many were there in the last 10 years? How often did they switch this post? You're the third? So it sounds like there's probably tons of them. There's very, despite the fact that she's doing well, there's very little digital documentation of women who introduced me to theater over the years. And I've become increasingly perturbed by this observation. But it does reveal a v- real pattern. Many of these artists have had to wear multiple hats, and some have even had to build their own platforms to show their work. If you want to be an independent Canadian screenplay writer, you're not going to get a lot of media attention. If you want to be in the limelight, you pick the wrong thing. All of this is hard. You know, a lot of this thing, it's like the, it's like the female comedians sometimes where they go, and again, this is not black guys that are saying this. I'm fucking not going to put this shit on black people. This is white girl chicks shit. Just the same way that, you know, we have fucking white people trying to act like black people. This is, you know, a black chick fucking doing like, you know, a white woke 20 year old white girl shit. But the idea that like girls would be like, I being a comedian has been an uphill battle for me. Like you literally picked the most insane thing to be. You, no one should do this. No one should fucking get on jo- stage and tell jokes for a living. It's insane. No one should be writing plays. No one should. I don't think there should ever be a play ever watched ever again. And you're like mad that it's not being covered. No one gives a shit. That's why no one's covering it. Not because you're black or female. I guarantee you there's plenty of fucking white people that aren't getting their plays covered because no one cares. I've never heard of a playwright in my life. I couldn't name one. Maybe Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is that the guy who did Phantom of the Opera? It's probably the only one. So some of these other ones where it's like the same thing in Canada where, and I don't know exactly the stats, but you know, there's a big thing of like, the going around of if you're if you have a you know this is a study that they always talked about if you have an ethnic name it's harder to get a job and maybe there is a scenario where that's true maybe if you're applying for some you know mechanic if you're maybe if you're applying for some call center in texas maybe there's some racist bot that's like yeah no i'd rather get fucking tom jones <laughs> normal guy named tom jones rather get tom jones in here than mumbay tenwadu otu maybe i don't know that, that i i can i think that if they did that study i wouldn't be like that's crazy but if if you think if you've been around like Toronto, Canada, or any metropolitan, probably the same as New York, any like legitimate position, if you work in Silicon Valley, you know that's not true. Obviously, you know, like my friend's a recruiter, right? And he literally gets a bonus every, so they don't even want to take white clients to recruit for jobs because they get a huge bonus if they're ethnic. If they can hire a native woman, they get an extra thousand dollars. It's like, there, there's, there, there's so many things where per the, per the person that does the job, it's overrepresented. Now, again, that doesn't mean there's no racism, but it does mean that that's not true. So if you're posting that around, you're being like, it's harder to get a job in Toronto. And, and it's it's literally, there's an incentive for them to hire you. They need to. They have to do it. They don't have to hire a white guy. And the recruiter who hired you actually gets a bonus. So it's just, in Canada, again, I don't know exactly, I, I would assume every metropolitan city in America is the same way. And maybe there's some racist places here. I don't know enough to say it. But for people in like places like Toronto, Canada, to be like, it's harder to get a job. It's like, I don't think anyone really believes that. It's been, you know, there's the other one where they say, <laughs> so some of these 
white people memes that I'm sure that fucking white people, you know, again, if, if I was to say anything, it's that like fucking 20 year old white chick energy that rules the world has been taking over the black movement right now. And I'd be, if I was a black guy, I'd be like, shut up, stop talking about things in my movement. That's what I would say if I was a black dude right now. And I'd also say, get to the cock, Roboto Alomar story. I've probably told it. If not, not the time because we're nearing the end of the episode. But basically, in, a, <laughs> in short, Roberto Alomar um, brought a girl into his room and she was quoted as saying, get to the cock. That's where the story ends. We don't know if he got to the cock or not. We don't know if she got to the cock or not. But one of the other ones, it was like, which I just thought was funny is they go, they go, listen, ask yourself. This is probably a video I've seen one time. He goes, and this probably doesn't apply for everyone, but he goes, ask yourself as a white person, would you trade your life right now to be black? And I was just picturing like every white kid in my high school being like, uh, hey, yes, please. <laughs> like just a, a fucking a guy draped in fucking like fucking fat farm and with a with his f- faded haircut wearing like a rock pendant being like, uh, where do I sign? I don't know. Maybe it's less now, but like, I don't know if you've ever seen like high schools fucking 10 years ago, but like, uh, if you're like accusing white kids of not wanting to be black, like you're fucking, you're looking at the wrong tree, sister. So, you know, white chicks have appropriated this shit and turned it into canceling people again. There was an article about the Drake Hotel. It said, former employee accuses the Drake Hotel of racist and discriminatory uh, practices. And, you know, the gist of the article is he didn't want hip hop nights because of the clientele. And it's like, listen, that may be true. And that's fine. But if we live in a free society, someone's allowed to have a country bar. And you're like, I want to do a hip hop night. And he's like, nah, I don't really want that whole thing. I want this to be a country environment. That's okay. The same reason you're wearing a hip hop... You can have a hip hop bar. It's like this can't turn into like a militant thing. If your thing is the police or like the police brutality is a problem, it can't turn into if a bar doesn't want to have a hip hop night, we're canceling them. It's ridiculous. They have a list of racist comedians now that's been going around. And Luis Gomez and a lot of people have talked about it, so I'm not going to get too into it. But there's a black guy. He made a list of, of the 20 comedians he finds racist. And a lot, you know, if anything, it's just kind of a list of funny comedians in a lot of ways. And I'm sure that this guy who made the list isn't very, very funny. But it's like, you, this can't, if you want, as soon as you turn this into... I, I, if I agree with your premise, I better be on thin ice. Cause it's like, you know, it's like a, you're, you're, you're a religion. And then you're like, do you agree that thou shall not steal? And I'm like, yeah, I do agree that thou shall not steal. And also adulteries should be death. You're like, nope, not that one. So I agree on the first part. I don't agree that if someone makes racist jokes on stage, they should be a list and reprimanded publicly. And I know that's not calling for the government to do that, but it's like when that starts becoming the culture of the movement, and it's like, you're like, do you support this thing? It's like when you said, do you support feminism? And you're like, yeah. You're like, oh, so you agree on this and this and this and this and this and this. And you're like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And that to me is what's been happening a little bit in the last little bit with this. And you know, it's not their fault. It's not anyone's fault. That's the fucking problem with movements in general. I, in general is because they always kind of radicalize. Even like you have the killer mics who are fucking badass dude. He goes out there and he says, listen, we shouldn't be burning our houses. This is what the movement should be about. He's like a fucking strong black leader, kind of a badass dude. And then, and then you have guys like that. But then it's like in those mob, you know, the mob movies where they have Benny from the Bronx. And, you know, you're the fucking old leader and you're like, you don't want to kill people. It's like the guy in the Taliban that's like, yeah, we should we should like just do like bomb three people. And the one guy's like, I want to bomb five people. And the guy's like, we're going to bomb three. And everyone's like, well, why is he being more of a pussy? Like, let's follow fucking Ahmed. He says we bomb five people. And then a new guy's like, I want to bomb fucking nine people. And if you guys don't want to bomb nine, you're pussies. So they always radicalize because everyone's trying to show their faith to the movement. And if they don't show their faith, there'll be a new guy who will. So it is hard to get these things done, but I will say that one way that any movement can fucking, that any movement can try to stay on track, regardless of what it's for, is to keep your demands, you know, pretty simple. Whether you're a union, whether you're fucking arguing with your wife, keep your demands straight and don't get, don't, don't try to let your thing get co-opted. Now, thanks to all the fucking $20 Patreon subscribers, pretty 
pretty respectable. Toby Carter, August Wolf Story. We got my man Swirly. I just love how people have the fake names on Patreon. So I'm like, I'm going to shout out all the $20 Patreons, but then he's <laughs> just like, his his name Swirly, so I'm like, I guess I'll shout that out. Shout out to my boy from Old Dirty Boston Clothing from sending me this. I'm doing a uh, episode about Blackstone, so I'm doing it. I'm making it. Yo, shout out, dog. Also, if you respond to the, if you subscribe to the Patreon, I do respond to all the messages and all the comments and everything like that. Because it's on all my other platforms, it's a little too hard to do that right now, so I'm not able to. There is, and I do. Listen, I know I shouldn't be listening, fucking watching any comments because it's ridiculous and affects your brain. And I, I never care. There's most things that people say that I don't care, but there's like a few comments that people will be like, "This guy's stupid. He looks like a douche." Like people could be like, "That point makes no sense. This guy is a fucking racist." Not anything that people said doesn't bother me. There's only a few things where I'm just like I'd love to respond like and I'm like don't do it <laughs> like someone will be like well this guy's so big why have I never heard of him and I just want to be like because I moved here six months ago you stupid fucking idiot if you there's people be like I was uh you know I'm a big comedy fan and I know the comedy scene and I've never heard of him and I'm like if you lived in Toronto you would have heard of me <laughs> if you were if you followed the Toronto comedy scene you would have fucking heard of me <laughs> I get so like or when people will be like or the other one if someone says not funny sometimes I'm like Who's your favorite comedians? I'll bury them. So sometimes I sometimes I get a little sassy. But literally, there's so many things people could say to me. Like, this guy's a fucking fag. Like, anything. I'm just like, okay, whatever. But literally, those when people are like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him. I like want to yell. I want to yell tweet back to them. But I don't. So you can do it for me. <laughs> if you're a fucking, if you're a dog, do it for me. So listen. Thank you for tuning into the boys cast. I actually really appreciate everyone sharing my videos and helping them go viral again. I'm going to review fucking Nanette 3 because Nanette 2 is me. And I'm going to put that on my podcast on Patreon. James Altucher, I swear I'm so close to getting him because this guy's like one of my heroes. And I, honest to God, I, this guy is like, some of his philosophies changed the way that I think about everything. So I've been trying to get him so bad. And he literally messaged me this morning being like, hey, can we do three? And I'm like, I can't because I got to do a thing at Stand Up New York and I got two more podcasts and I want to think about it a bit more. So I, I messaged him Monday and he messaged me back today and I was like, ah, can we do next week? So hopefully when I finish this podcast, I'll get a message to him and I can get him next week because I honestly think this guy's got what's going to have like, I feel like I'm going to be able to ask him good questions to prime up like his 20 minute take on this, 20 minute take on this. And I'm going to, I feel like there's four big issues right now. And I'm going to sum up like everything he's been saying for the last year into these like four categories. That's what I'd like. That's what I think I've been working on doing. So if I, I'd love to get him on here and just distill his like fucking awesome points into that. So hopefully I can. Anyways, I've been Ryan Long. This is the boys cast. Peace. (laughs) 